On today's episode of Survival Dispatch News, we're going to be discussing the influx of fentanyl at our southern border and what each of us can do to protect ourselves and protect our families. Hey guys, today's video is sponsored by the Wuben Nightlight. That's spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, by the way. And as always, we want you to know that Wuben didn't pay us to have their product in today's video. They did, however, send us this awesome little Wuben Nightlight. This is a great little light with lots of great features. We've got a variable uh, output 1100 lumens of light here. Of course, you can run it at a lower output. Uh, it's also got a strobe function as well. And as I mentioned, it's rechargeable. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm telling you now. It runs off a lithium battery. It is rechargeable, and it has a waterproof Type-C charging port as well. There's also a pocket clip. There's a magnetic function that allows you to stabilize it, stick it just about anywhere in any position as well. Now, you've heard me say many times, I think everybody should have a portable light, and I think this light would be a great addition to anyone's EDC kit. Make sure you hit the link. We've got it in the description, so you can check out the Wuben Night XO Light. And we're back with Lane Kelly from Roundtable Munitions. Uh, the topic we're discussing today is the uh, massive influx of fentanyl coming into our country at the southern border. Um, depending on whose numbers you want to believe, uh, it's a leading cause of death, especially for males between the ages of 18 and 45. Um, the drug cartels that are, are bringing this into our country are leveraging their very uh, complex and significant distribution networks. Um, they're using it to step on other street drugs uh, to increase their potency, uh, a stronger high for their users, and, uh, you know, also uh, gets them hooked. You know, it's a highly addictive stuff. Um the reports that I've read says that 60% of the fentanyl that we're seizing at the border is coming across the border between um, Tijuana and San Diego. Uh, I think it was last week they found a 1,700-foot underground tunnel, and uh, it had rail cars in it, and it was very, very sophisticated. Um, so I can say, you know, just from an anecdotal example before we get rolling here, Lane, uh, that uh, a very good friend of my wife's, her sister was dating a guy. And she broke up with him. Um, he decided that he was going to get messed up on some cocaine. And they found him the next day dead. Uh, he was a victim of fentanyl overdose. So now that I've laid the, the groundwork uh, for today's conversation, Lane, give me your thoughts as a former paramedic on this problem of blood fentanyl in general. Chris, it's a, it's a serious problem. Um, it's extremely dangerous, and I think what I want to get across today is to be able to educate uh, to to viewers just how dangerous this stuff really is, uh, and how widespread it is. I mean, I I know of some um, some high schools that have had issues with it. There there were some uh, some students that overdosed on school property. Um, I know, and I've heard stories and read stories of police officers that trying to make an arrest. They've come in contact with it. You know, the arresting officer goes down, their backup officer, you know, ends up having to use Narcan to try to, you know, help save their life. This stuff is extremely dangerous and it's, it's spread by contact. All you have to do is okay. touch it. You don't test it. You don't have to snort it or you don't have to smoke it. If you touch it, 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 it can get you really bad. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if you can see the screen behind me, but uh, there was a young man from uh, 911 Lone Star, the TV show, uh, was found dead last summer and his autopsy was just released, I believe, yesterday. And it was, uh, you know, drugs laced with fentanyl that killed him as well. But backing up just a little bit. So uh, I've heard of instances as well where first responders, um, you know, were affected by fentanyl. So you're saying strictly like touching something that uh, may not even appear to have anything on it. Is that how microscopic it is? Yeah, this stuff is so, so small and so minute. You know, it's it's a crazy world we live in now. And, and you know, years ago, you'd walk out of the movie theater or, or whatever parking lot and you look down and, oh, look, there's a $20 bill. And you reach down there and pick it up, shove it in your pocket and never think anything about it. Right. I, I don't do that anymore. Um, you know, I don't know if there's there's a mentally uh, ill person sitting in a car that has laced that twenty five, ten, hundred dollar bill, whatever, thrown it on the ground, and he's sitting there watching, maybe with a video camera for his own kicks, uh, and he's going to watch somebody overdose on fentanyl. So you can you can protect yourself as we did with paramedics, you know, through body substance isolation. You know, put on gloves before you touch things that you don't know what they are or where they came from. Um, you know, you, you should have a pair of gloves with you all the time. If, if you're going to carry your EDC and everything else, a pair of uh, uh, latex or latex free gloves should be in that kit as well, because you just never know anymore. It's just crazy out there. So that's really interesting. Uh, you know, Tyler White, uh, you know, joins us frequently on the channel actually just sent me uh, a YouTube short, so less than 60 second video on how to remove your gloves without coming in contact, without having to, you know, grab the glove unprotected to get it off your hand, which I thought was pretty interesting and, and timely as well. You know, he sent that to me before we even, you know, uh, thought of broaching this subject on fentanyl. So where did fentanyl come from? Like, what is, what's the background of this drug and, and, you know, why it's was it invented? It's been out uh, and used in, in medical facilities for a long time. Um, and, you know, I don't know where it originated from, but, you know, apparently some of the uh, people have figured out how to make it and recreate it and sell it as a, a opioid based, um, uh, substance to abuse much like you know cocaine or or meth or some of these other uh bad you know drugs uh, used in its proper form it works great you know in a hospital setting or okay. a pre setting to those that have been trained um and have the ability to use it correctly um it, it's a great you know pain medication however okay. it's exceptionally dangerous um, so what's the protocol for administering it then? Um, you know, that's kind of a tough one to, an to answer, but it's going to be for some sort of injury uh, that needs a pain medication. And you're going to, you know, each service is going to have their own protocols and medical direction. Uh, to uh, you, Yeah, I was thinking more so along the lines of what's what, how is it administered? How is it given to patients typically? When when uh, we were using it, it was a... Uh, uh, a fentanyl patch, okay. uh, a ghost patch um, that you would apply uh, to a location um, to treat the pain in that area. Um, so 
or a location that was suitable for the application of the patch. It's been a few years since I've been on the truck. Um, but, you know, it was very controlled. We did have medical direction uh, and protocols to follow to use that um, versus some of the other stuff that we carried. But it was, you know, it was a clear, it's like a sticker. It was like a clear sticker that you would just apply to the patient. So it must be like insanely potent because anything that's administered, you know, topically to the skin uh, to get it to go systemic, there's a tremendous amount of that drug doesn't go systemic uh, because it has to penetrate that outer layer. So it's got to be just incredibly potent. It just works fast. It just works fast. And in small amounts, I mean, it's, it's just crazy how, how quick it works and how dangerous it is because the, recreationally, how do you how do you dose that out? How do you measure it recreationally to keep it quote unquote safe right. uh, for your user? I mean, they you know the the dealer or whatever he doesn't want to kill off all of his customers, so he has right. to figure to make it safe. Uh, I don't know how they do that. It, it's um, I, I just don't know. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think that fentanyl um, in years gone by was near the problem that it's become in recent years. So I don't know if you ever encountered it when you were a paramedic. But if you were to encounter somebody who had like an opiate overdose, um, how would you help them? Like what, what can be done to save their life? We had uh, we had Narcan on the trucks um, and could use that for, for opioid uh, overdoses. Um, and funny you mentioned that, uh, if, if you talk to your doctor, um, you can get a script for Narcan and you can add that to your preps. Um, you know, the individual, you just, you, you do have to have a script to purchase it. Uh, but if you talk to your doctor and have a good relationship with your doctor, uh, explain your situation, he very well likely could write you for a script of Narcan that you could add to your home preps, your, uh, your FAK, you know. Uh, have, wherever you wanted to keep it in your vehicle. Uh, but to me, it's, it's something nice to have on hand because you just never know what your kid's going to touch in a parking lot or what your friend's going to touch in a parking lot or in a store. Um, you know, back in the day, we actually had uh, phones that you could put a quarter in and use them. You know, what a great, <laughs> you know, what a great um, you know, so, I, I would talk to your doctor if it's something that you're considering adding uh, to your to your home preps uh, and see if he'll write you a script for it. It's not very expensive. In fact, you can buy it off of uh, Amazon. Interesting. Um, so that's how the individual can prep and prepare for uh, for these uh, fentanyl type overdoses. Uh, there was a recent, uh, you know, uh, uh, first responder who was affected by it in Sanford, just the side of Orlando. And from the time that first person got there, came in contact with the fentanyl to losing consciousness was inside of a couple minutes. And then the, the second responder um, had to save them with, with Narcan. Uh, it sounds to me like this stuff is not only crazy potent, but it can end your life pretty quickly. Very quickly very quickly and that's why you know if you're not prepped you're you're, you're not going to help there, there, there's no stopping that that reaction in your body once it starts without a, a opioid blocker and uh, I, I had no idea that you could buy narcan um with a script um i 
I don't know. I, I hadn't really applied any thought to it, but kind of assumed that it was something for medical professionals. So that's really interesting uh, because, you know, the purpose of survival dispatch news is to be apolitical, say, here's something that's going on in our society that affects us. And, you know, we may not be able to have a direct impact on it, but what can we do to protect ourselves, protect our families? And so as we were pondering this topic of uh, fentanyl, uh, I don't have, I don't watch cable TV, but I can't remember last time I saw a PSA, like the ones when we were kids, you know, where they cracked an egg in a frying pan. It was like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Okay. Last time. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? I don't know that I've seen anything like that in decades now. But it seems to me like awareness is probably the, you know, the easiest thing that we can do. Maybe spread awareness amongst our immediate circle of family and friends and encourage them to spread awareness amongst their family and friends as well. And then, I mean, in it, that can have a positive effect, but obviously not as much as getting something like Narcan and adding it to your, your FAK. Um, I mean, that, that's really enlightening. I'm really glad you mentioned that, Lane. I'm sure our viewers will be glad. That people should be aware uh, and be educated. You know, educate yourself on some of these things. There, there, there's more to being prepared than food, guns, bullets, um, and gas. Right, right. Educate hard topics, the stuff that you you may not want to admit that's out there, uh, but get the education on it. And be prepared for it. Knowledge is power. At the end of the day. All right. Well, uh, listen, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, please like and subscribe to the channel down below. And uh, thanks for coming online again with us, Lane. We'll see you soon. Yep. Thanks, Chris.